0: When when we're gone from here well our friends will be Everybody, all now. The beer. everybody heaven, there is no Welcome beer. everybody to Drum Chat Live That's why Here's the uh, Stetson beer. Country Christmas and and when I'm playing that, that song because here, This is the song band the band plays After la, every alla, la, la, Iowa la, la, Hawkeye victory la, 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 la,
1: What? Go Hawks! La, la, la wow, that... You couldn't have planned that any better for those people
0: to walk by. So, the Iowa football Hawkeyes play the Michigan Wolverines tonight at 5 o'clock for the Big Ten Championship. I'm a fan. You are? A little bit. (laughs) Just a little bit.
1: Oh. We'd like to welcome everybody watching on the live feed right now. Uh, Welcome to Rump Chat, day number three in beautiful Las Vegas. Las Vegas, Nevada, the home of the wrangler national finals rodeo yes and uh what a couple days it's been it's good to have some people back here today um for everybody that's listening on itunes we're in the beautiful beautiful rio convention center and uh it's about a six mile walk from the entryway to get back here and it's not uh, a normal convention center where there's one big room there's like 30 big rooms but you guys all found us and thank you for coming uh and everybody watching at home or wherever you're watching, thank you for tuning in. And we've uploaded our first two episodes And uh, with Carly Servi yes. and, and uh, J.J. Harrison. He was good. J.J. was good. We got yeah. a lot of positive feedback, uh, you know, for two guys that didn't get along and now we're friends. And and
0: we also had the, the second best contractor in California, Reno Rosser.
1: Yes, we had <laughs> Reno was here. He's a Rump Chat fan, and he, he's probably going to text you in a minute and say uh, something nasty. But uh, here's what I've learned so far this year at the NFR. I, am ter- I suck at picking pro fantasy teams. Has yes, anybody here got a good pro fantasy team? Guess how much my team won last night? $21,000. The whole team. Everybody. Eighty nine percent of everybody in Pro Fantasy Rodeo was better than I did last night. Everybody <laughs> sucked. So tonight Who'd you having
0: your bull riding.
1: I had JB. And yeah. uh, I, I called JB this morning. He's fine. He was standing outside smoking a Marlboro red cigarette. And he goes, why is everybody calling me? He's like, I get knocked out all the time and nobody cares. I do it one time in Vegas and it's a whole deal. And then Cody Webster actually put a <laughs> He FaceTimed him. Did you see that? Yeah, they posted the picture. Yeah. yeah. So he's got a few stitches, but uh, he, I guess he passed uh, concussion protocol is what I heard. Is that yeah. right?
0: And this isn't the NFL. Is there really concussion protocol in rodeo?
1: They said there is a concussion protocol. So hopefully, JB, if, if he is healthy I'd enough, like to really
0: read that. I would love the concussion protocol is, can you stand? All right, you're good. Well, Cowboys are tough. I mean, most of them. That's what I'm saying. For, except for like,
1: you know, Dawson Hay and Brody Crest. No, I'm just kidding. Dawson's <laughs> on my team. Two of my guys last night, Dawson Hay and Cole Franks. Both of them got re-rides. That is not the way to start the rodeo off. But uh, tonight, no. tonight's really good. A lot of good and horses not, out tonight. Yeah. So Show Stomper's out tonight. Full Baggage is out tonight. What pen would this be? Um, <coughs> I'd say it's the medium pin.
0: It's the eliminators. Lim- and the Bronx and the Bears, the eliminator pin. I don't know. I don't think full baggage. What was last night? Super Hopper. last night was the st- I won't stand in the shoot and, and then I'll get a re-ride pin. That was what the Bulls were. Okay. We were 25 minutes over on our timeline. And it, uh which is it's okay because that was all the animals and guys not nodding their head. There was nothing per se the production team could do. So we were good about it. Everything I, else was I ha- fun.
1: I have a critique about the production team.
0: Oh, yeah. Here we go.
1: Okay. Now, I'm not talking. I'm not one of those people that gets on Facebook and makes it a whole deal. But you but, are. But you're doing it right but now. No. But I, here's my only critique. Every time that I have a crappy performance of being a rodeo clown, you guys all pull me aside and tell me I suck. Okay. And then you tell me to get better. (laughs) Just Boyd. Especially Boyd. Here's (laughs) the deal. Last night, the opening was Easton Corbin singing Let's Roll With It, a song from 2010. Okay. How in the world was that?
0: Let me ask everybody, hold on. Can anybody else name me a big hit from Easton Corbin? Exactly. Exactly. That's so his biggest hit. Why, so would,
1: why would you want to start the rodeo off, man? Oh, I'm sorry. Garth Brooks was booked, okay?
0: I'm not saying Garth Brooks, but I'm saying you remember. Do you know, know how hard it is to get guys, you know, stars to come? You don't have
1: to have a star.
0: You could play
1: the music. You don't have to physically have the star. Like I said in the past, if you lowered Wade Sundell out of the roof on a stage with smoke underneath it to live wire from Motley Crue, would that not kick more ass than Easton Corbin? And I'm not talking bad about Easton Corbin. He's a friend of mine. We've never met, but on Facebook we're friends, so that pretty much counts. But baby, let's roll with it country song. Like, how in the world does Easton Corbin relate to let's rodeo? What are they going to do tonight? Have you know? Why not just have the guy from Stained? It's been a while since I said I'm sorry. He's like, awesome. Aaron Lewis is his name. And he listens to Rump Chat, okay? So, Aaron? No, he doesn't. I would rather have Aaron than, than Easton Corbin. But what was cool last night, uh, I, you know me, and it's been said on here, and it's okay. I'm comfortable with it. I do have a man crush. In a, in my wife. I'm married to a beautiful lady. She's right there. but. I really like RC Lanningham, but last night Rip was there. Rip from Yellowstone was at the rodeo, and I, I want to be friends with, with him, even though he's not really. His name
0: Rip. is Cole Hauser. Rip's I know,
1: a- but like he he did the fists up, and they said the train station. That was pretty bad. At, would you would everybody agree to that? Okay. Okay. Um, I wish. First that,
0: off, I got to say something. I wish
1: Rip would take Easton Corbin I'm, to the train station in the I'm, opening.
0: I'm gonna I'm gonna toot my own horn here because I was the one who told. Roger, you need to say something about the train station because I knew Roger would do it. I don't. I knew Corley probably would forget it, but Roger said train station, and then I told Benji. I said, "Hey, you should make a train sound effect." And then Benji's oh. like, "I'll do that." And then tra- and then he says, "I'm gonna play uh, Johnny Cash. I hear the train a coming. And I was like, "Oh, beautiful!" But right as he goes to hit it, they open the chute gate and had to get off of it. He still kind of played it, but you know it didn't have that impact. Well, it was gonna was be pretty cool, but. On the live code. Cole he Hauser, was on. after when he was walking out, this was insane. We're on the production deck, the rodeo's over, he's walking out. I turn around and he was kind of by chance he was right there, and he goes, Good job, and he shakes my hand. And then he says, Good job to Roger, shakes his hand. And then Corey, ah, oh, we had you in San Antonio. And then shakes his hand. And then, oh my God, the women had run down to the bottom of the, uh, of the plaza seats right there at the rail. <laughs> I was one of those women. You just ah! did it. I well, was like ladies.
1: I know it's the just a character, Hamba. but it, the, a character is cool. Like Rip is a cool <laughs> character. Probably the he's the baddest dude since Maverick from Top Gun. Was, is that fair to say? No. Cool. Well, well, since you met him, maybe we should do this. All right, everybody at the Rio. Come by Rub Chat and meet the man who met Rip from Yellowstone, okay? Get your picture taken with Josh Hambone Hill, the
0: guy who shook his hand. No. I don't, I wouldn't claim him, Rip, from... Uh, I like him in uh, Dazed and Confused better. I do like Dazed and... Was, we could have won Steak Pink. I heard... to sign I, the paper. I heard... Dazed I, and Confused, anybody?
1: Yeah. yeah. It's a great movie. You ought it's, to watch it's it. It's a wonderful movie. It'd be a lot cooler if you did know about it. <laughs> Go drink some beer at the old moon tower. Yeah. Um, <laughs> I I want you to... Uh, Yeah. dispel this rumor, Hambone. Somebody said about Cole Hauser, Rip from Yellowstone, when they shook his hand, it was really soft. Not like you would think his character would be. Is that true? Did he have a soft hand like you? Or like a hard hand like No, he
0: had a good handshake. Okay, that's good. A good good, solid handshake. He's a nice guy. I think his daughter was with him. little... uh, there, was you, all, he was a very nice man. Can you give anybody? I just said thank you for supporting rodeo.
1: Yeah, that was good. I I feel like Yellowstone. If anything we've talked about on here, I think it's good a little bit for the agricultural community. Like the last episode where uh, Kevin Costner is talking to that lady about what she eats, and you know if you plant a field, you kill all the snakes, toads, worms, moles, whatever. How cute does something have to be before you want to save it from being eaten, or something like that? So, I mean, in that in that area, it is, it's making it cool to wear cowboy hats. You know, like, I can't tell you guys how many times when I'm going to a rodeo, I'm walking to the airport, I'm wearing my cowboy hat, and people are like, are, are you in Yellowstone? I'm like, no, I'm not. I'm just, I'm a rodeo clown, but I will take my picture with you. It's not a huge deal. Mostly hot chicks, but anyhow. Um, Who would you be in Yellowstone? I, uh, duh. Okay, here's why I would be Rip in Yellowstone. Okay? I like to fight people, and I don't do it anymore because I'm trying to clean up my act. One, I like to beat people up, okay? And I've beaten a lot of people up, and I've been beat up a lot, a lot, even kind of lately. Okay, number two, what does Rip do? He wears sunglasses. I wear sunglasses. Thing number three, uh, (laughs) I better not say that, but I'm definitely Rip, and in Yellowstone, you would be Beth Hambone because you're mean and (laughs) you're... Pretty much the smartest one of the bunch. You handle business, and uh. Wait, if you're Beth and I'm Rip, wait, no, okay, that just <laughs> got really weird.
0: No, God, don't do that. It's actually a really good show, and I do have a picture of where you got hooked on my phone. Oh, yeah, let's not
1: show that. But anyhow, back to the NFR, like I was talking. Could you give any. Uh, Chuck, I gotta have more in the monitors, brother. I'm screaming. Is uh. Could you give us any. Uh, Insight, since you're on the production team, is there any celebrities going to be there tonight on the first Saturday night of the National Finals Rodeo? Like, how does that work? Do they bring... Did, like, if you're a big celebrity, you just call the finals and be
0: like, hey, yeah, I'm coming I, to the rodeo, and they give you a badass seat? I don't know. If they, maybe their agent reaches out. That's, it goes through Las Vegas events. So, you know, like, Schwarzenegger was there. I mean, there's been a ton of people there over the years. Christy
1: Nome was there the first... First uh, performance. Yeah. The yeah, everybody always claps for Chrissy No, The
0: governor of Wyoming was there also. Right. Neither of them wore a mask the whole time. Really? Interesting. Hmm. Well, there's that. Should we get to our guest? Yes, let's get to our guest. Okay. I'll well, introduce why don't her. you introduce her?
1: I will introduce our guest today at Rump Chat. She's been on here before. She's a multi-time PRCA award-winning Secretary of the Year and now a co-owner in one of the largest stock contracting companies on the West Coast, from Red Bluff, California, via Abbeville, Kansas, Haley Bredwell, my sister, everybody. Hello. She walks. She comes onto the stage with a cocktail. That is Cheers. very, that is very Beth of you to do that.
2: Well, so I was telling Ashley, funny, funny, funny story. Yeah. So we, my husband Tim and I, have not actually watched Yellowstone. All right, go off no, 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 the stage. No, no, no <laughs> wait, wait, wait. And and a friend of ours was like, You guys don't watch Yellowstone? And we were like, Well, I mean, we just never have, but we aren't opposed to it. And he so on Thanksgiving night, we said, Well, let's start Yellowstone. So we at nine o'clock started season one, episode one, and at two AM we were finally like, okay, we should probably go to sleep.
1: But you did it.
2: The the the, the Kind of crazy part with the Beth comment was that this same friend was like, "You should watch it because you totally remind me of Beth." And at the time, I'm like, "Oh, cool, that's that's awesome." And then I watched it, and I'm like, <laughs> uh, "Yeah, I don't." I mean, I, I think there's some similarities, but I wouldn't go full blown. I Beth. don't
1: think that you're that mean, and you. Uh, no. Earlier, when we were talking about fighting as a young child, my older sister beat the crap out of me a lot. Okay, but I
0: still don't feel that you were. You're, you're as mean as Beth. So you'd be like Jamie. Me? No. Because Beth knocks Jamie and no, I put in the stalls. You know,
1: I wouldn't, no, I don't comb my hair. I'm not Jamie.
2: Like, I I don't know. Yeah, I, I I, mean, I appreciate a lot of the things that Beth has to say because I have, I will admit, I have used some of her one-liners. Um, you know.
1: Because you can get mean sometimes.
2: Yeah, I mean, if you need it, you should always have that tool <laughs> in your pocket. I don't think you should use it all the time. It's right. like you know. Right. But, but, and I am older than him.
1: She is. My sister's actually 62 don't, don't years old. Round of applause away. for Haley turning 62 this year. Isn't that cool everybody? Um, that's <laughs> not
2: true. Medications. <laughs> one of them. But he's only two years younger so that would make you 60. Terrible uh, math.
1: Well I was not good at math and you can ask any of my professors at Northwestern Oklahoma State. <laughs> I had to take uh, college algebra six times. There's not a punchline. that's that's real. Okay. Everybody's like, and? (laughs) Oh, but you guys had some horses out last night. Uh, Me and my sister, we've been coming here since we first came here uh, in 1988. Yep. And uh, my mom brought us out. My dad was out here working. And we stayed at Bally's Hotel and Casino.
2: Yep, right there on the corner.
1: And for. It was uh, brand
2: new at that time. It was,
1: yeah. It was was a whole different deal. But I remember, uh, you know, we've been talking about the magic of Vegas and I remember coming out and it just blew my mind. Like the whole Vegas thing, my dad uh, showed up in a limo to pick us up. And you know, when you're a little kid, that's a- That's huge. That, that'd be a great deal that's now awesome. because uh, I don't need, I'm 41 years old, don't have a limo. I rode here with an Asian man in a Nissan Celica, okay? So the 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 whole limo thing was awesome. But when you think about the NFR and over the years, it It really is a special event, and I I was thinking about that today. Like, even though I'm, I'm, you know, I'm not working the NFR, but to sit in the Orleans, when they play the Viva Las Vegas, it is probably the coolest feeling that
2: there is in rodeo. Oh, I, I, it's funny you say that because I had that conversation with someone last night because we we still have the seats the original seats that our grandpa was um able to obtain the year the first year that the national finals came to las vegas all of the stock contractors at that time were offered to buy as many seats as they wanted because the at the time they were afraid that no one was going to come come to the rodeo in las vegas so they were encouraging all the stock contractors to buy up all these seats and so we still actually have those original seats and last night i said I love that it went to Texas last year. I love that we were able to have it. But there's just something intimate and sentimental about this arena and the Thomas and Mac and those yellow shoots. And, and for me, growing up in this business, like I just am very partial to this setup and this town and this rodeo and how, how we've done things for so many years. So,
0: Is there anybody here in the crowd liked it better last year in Texas? <laughs> Obviously yeah, they're all in Vegas. So
1: everybody who said no has nineteen thousand dollars of unpaid parking tickets from <laughs> the greater Fort Worth area <laughs> from last year. Wow, yeah,
0: and if anybody says, Oh, it's so expensive in Vegas, go <laughs> go get well, a hotel room in in the D F W area during the NFR last year.
2: Well, and and Texas has lots of cool things. Obviously, we go there for the American, and and there's lots of great rodeo events there. But there's just something special about the national finals in Las Vegas and what it means to so many families and and contestants and personnel and and just all of us in the rodeo industry.
1: Yeah, and and, uh, especially coming back, I love the the we're back. That is the compliment I want to give the finals because, like, they have played into the we are back in Vegas, and it's been amazing. That is one thing I have loved – besides Easton Corbin, I don't know if you heard about that, but the, the light shows and the project mapping, and I mean, it's just, it's just, it's pretty dang cool, really.
2: It, it is very cool, and, and to touch on the Easton Corbin thing, so Tim met Easton in the back alley before he came into the rodeo last night, and Tim didn't know who he was, and he said, Hey, Pard, are you with the band? <laughs> <laughs> and and, and e- Easton looked at him, and he goes, you know, as a matter of fact, I am. And he goes, oh, really? You want to help me hang these flanks? And Because um, he was getting ready to hang flanks on our bareback horses. And, and Easton Corbin looks at him, and he's like, I'm Easton Corbin. And Tim turns around, and he goes, well, I'm Tim Bridwell. Nice to meet you. <laughs> and, and he should have said no said, clue.
1: You know what he should have said? He should've, Tim should have said, baby, just roll with he it.
2: Did. And so he goes, oh, yeah, I know you. You had a song a couple years ago that I really liked. And he said it went something like this. And he tried to sing it. And Easton Corbin's like, yeah, I'm going to do that one here in a minute. And he's like, oh, no kidding. And it was totally embarrassing, but awesome at the same time because it was equally as awkward, I think, for all of us.
0: I don't plan that opening, so. He's yeah. trying to get under my skin. I'm just No, I'm not. Just saying, why don't you go put up. Fifteen million dollars and have a rodeo in Vegas—it's no big deal.
2: My favorite opening was anybody here in like the mid-90s when the eagle fell out of the rafters during the opening. It was like a—it was a, a tribute and a western opening, and then there was buffalo and kind of a saloon dance scene. But at the end, there was a an eagle. It was, a, it was a person dressed in an eagle, signifying, and and it fell from the rafters, and it was the amazing. guy
0: fell in the eagle. Yeah, suit? he
2: did like a free fall out of the rafters. <laughs> in this, e- it was amazing. That
0: that had to be when the roster were doing I we're doing the openings back then. But it that had to be. And I, I wasn't you drinking. Did you die?
2: I didn't drink back then, so I promise.
0: I've got a funny story about a body falling out of the rafters. Here? <laughs> oh wow! No, Kansas City. It reminds me one time, they <laughs> Leon Coffey's out there. And I think Rick Chapman and they, they, they they took the dummy, you know, his stand up dummy, and they took it up in the catwalk. And (laughs) you got to know Leon, but that Leon's standing out there and they dropped that dummy out of the catwalk and it landed right (laughs) in front of Leon. (laughs) And he. Yeah,
1: well, you know, it's really anyway. not that, it's really not I'm that sorry, far. Sorry, but
0: you got to know later. Man, handbone, a body dropping I, out of the roof. I, That's hilarious. Oh, no, but it's just funny. It's, it, you got to have. Never mind. Went downhill fast.
1: Yeah. It's hilarious because he thought someone fell.
0: Uh, <laughs> oh, oh Hank. I'm going to.
1: Oh, anyway, let's you. move on. I love you. Moving sorry on. Sorry about that. So move on. So where no, are we going? Be funny. Where are we going Let's with go. Be funny. Let's talk about it. Come on. Ten gold <laughs> buckles. Am I making you mad? Mont, ten gold buckles. I Prove should. it's not a popularity contest. It is a popularity contest, and I won, so suck it, Hambo. <laughs> okay? Oh, no, but um, do you, uh, the, the one thing every day I've discussed, and I did it again today, I, one thing I love during the NFR is, uh, and I was talked about this this morning, when I was on NFR Hangover, the morning show, with Jim Boy Hash and Tony Branquino, okay? And we discussed this, and I do it every day. I I used to, like, I've almost cried to Hambone in the past when I would read bad messages about myself uh, online after rodeos, because, you know, honestly, I, I get tired of hearing me, and I can't imagine if you're watching the Cowboy Channel and you have to watch 120 days of Justin Rumford, yeah, you're gonna get tired of it, I get it, but like, The people that post stuff during the NFR are just crazy. There's a guy from home, uh, from Moline, Kansas. And uh, he won Iola, Kansas Rodeo in the bull riding in 1984. And he is putting up Facebook posts criticizing Boudreaux Campbell and his riding style. This dude didn't win $500 in his life, and he's got a 250 comment deal about what Boudreaux was doing wrong as a bull rider. And I read through the comments because it is absolutely hilarious, and the the, the comments going on right now is uh, there's a million about JB getting hurt last night, and then people are talking about Wade Sundell. He bucked off, too. Should he retire? And I'm like, pump the brakes, everybody. Like, we're, it's night number two. It's the NFR. We're not at a backyard rodeo. Like, this is legit. People aren't, you know, the best basketball players don't make every free throw. You know what I'm saying? Like, it's crazy that the social media people that just during the NFR, it's like they come out of nowhere just so they can watch the finals and then talk shit all day on Facebook.
2: Well, and, and so for us, that we have this conversation a lot now because I – in our house, we feel like the Cowboy Channel is awesome because it promotes our industry and it gives so many people uh, the opportunity to see so many wonderful rodeos that they may not otherwise be able to see. However, as stock contractors and contract personnel and clowns and music, it also doesn't let us hide anything. And so now we are open to this new scrutiny that a lot of celebrities deal with every day, much yeah. worse than what you and I are dealing with or, or JB or or anybody. But it is a different environment that we all live in now in the rodeo business because we can't get a, you know, we can't, for example, we have colts we need to buck, but, you know, and the younger horses, and sometimes we would have taken them to certain rodeos and, and work them in, but now you don't because you're like, oh, my gosh, what if this colt doesn't somebody work
1: out? Was, if somebody watches on the Cowboy Channel and they see you guys show up, Bridwell Pro Rodeo, this is a Bridwell Rodeo, let's go to shoot number one, and you buck two colts, and those two colts don't buck at all, then you got people. Well, them breadwells they ain't got no bucking horse. Did you see them on the <laughs> Cowboy
2: Channel?
0: Binion doesn't care, apparently.
2: <laughs> well, the West Coast is different. <laughs> got it. No.
0: <'em>. Well, uh, and <laughs> stock contractors, no offense. Uh, I think that they're, in my opinion, they're the most insecure people in, in professional rodeo. Because all they do, not all of them, not all, not, well, let me explain here. Okay. okay. How many times, and you get it all the time, like we'll be at a rodeo and, and They'll, they'll, they run the replays late or whatever, and so if they see, God, you see those horses that I don't know, took them carrying in Mexico, you know, they're trash. You know, maybe they may have a reride. and and it they all just, it just seems that ninety percent of them just talk smack on, on all of them. That's true.
2: I, I would, ag- I agree with a lot of that. I think you know, it's it's a dog eat dog world, and it's really it's a hard world to. Bucking horses are probably some of the hardest. Um, animals in the world to come by. I think as far as our breeding programs have gotten better, um, but there's still bucking horses are hard to raise and especially the caliber that you see here at the NFR, those horses are few and far between. So to go, you, you literally can't hardly go out and buy Absolutely. one. Absolutely, You really have to raise them and, and there's only a handful of people in the world that do that to a successful level.
0: I remember Harry always, Harry Bold always said, if you get 10 buckers out of 100, you're a complete success.
2: Oh, absolutely. Because the Calgary Stampede has more horses here, I think, than anybody. And, you know, they uh, still Colin have. Colin
0: Pickett.
2: Over, but in both events? Yeah. Okay. So maybe second to Colin, But still, those are great breeding programs that are going through hundreds and hundreds of horses. So Harry's philosophy is absolutely right. You know, we have dialed it down better. But it's still such yeah. a hard. We had three barebacks out last night of which all year have been really good. And last night we were like, oh, gosh.
1: Well, uh, and they
0: they can humble a person very quickly. Yeah.
2: In about eight seconds. I I may
1: be wrong. (laughs) I may be wrong on this, but I I think some of the you you have seen things happen at the NFR. Um, Example, last year, the Saddle Bronc Horse of the Year Womanizer from Servies they won San Antonio, Sykeston. Um, That horse was amazing and comes to the finals and almost gets a re-ride. I, I often wonder from the animal side of it if it is so much different than a regular rodeo because they're at those pins, the light's always on, you know, there's airplanes flying over. So I I always wonder, and, and I know that those animals have the best care possible. We got the best vets, animal nutritionists. They've got uh, people out there that do the equine massage for bucking horses, but some of it might be just when you take a horse off the ranch in Northern California to the UNLV campus for 15 days, I think it's, it's like us. It's like me and Hambo. Like, if I you, if you go point. to a rodeo as an, a sound man and you don't have your trailer to stay in at the arena and you're driving back and forth and you're out of your element, you feel different, even though that's a small deal. But I think some of the horses are like, are like uh, athletes. You know on away games you're at away games sometimes the athletes don't perform as well as they do on their home turf is 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 that wrong to say
2: no No. but i think i would add too though the variable that we you know like to add in there is that you take them away from their buddies too because all year long our herd travels together and so our guildings all stay together and our mares all stay together and then you know so we travel with 70 horses or 80 horses you know when we go rodeoing well you come to the NFR, and we brought eight horses a lot of their best buddies didn't come and so now they're in pins alone or they're in pins with you know I one never. other buddy instead of 70 other buddies and so it, 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 it this is a whole unique environment and so kudos to all the stock contractors that get any animals here because it is such a hard hard um, animal to come by it's a hard environment to have them produce well and it's just amazing that we can have this caliber of animals you know because years ago when we we didn't have that, you know. Rumford Rodeo, we had to do production and stuff to cover the fact we didn't have as good animals. <laughs> so, but you the, know,
0: there also back then, there was maybe what twenty, thirty. Now there's like, oh, I mean, I don't know how many stock contractors have their card.
2: I think there's sixty Her- to seventy.
0: Yeah, because every night at the
1: finals, I see a rodeo company that has something at the NFR that I've never heard of. I've never heard of Muddy Creek Pro Rodeo. I've never heard of Legends Pro Rodeo.
2: Nope. That I think Legends is. Um, Oh, um, the old Bronc rider from up north. Oh, Tommy. the old Bronc rider Tommy,
1: from up north. Tommy there Reeves. he is. Tommy Reeves? No, Tommy
2: It Was it Tom Reeves? Does he have a card? Is it Legends?
0: Tom, he did. I, I didn't know. Is it Legends?
2: I don't know. He no, I'm one with you. T- I'm with you. We, we do that Could all the be. time. We're like, in fact, I looked over to Donna Vold last night because the Volds and our seats are next to each other and I, I leaned over and I was like. Donna, who is that? And John is like, I have no idea, which doesn't make it right or wrong. Yeah. It's just that, you know, you grow up in a business and you think, you know, everybody and ah, jokes on us.
1: Well, and when you talk about not being with your buddies, that really makes, I can actually relate to that kind <laughs> in my own way, because like when we rodeo throughout the year, you know, we're not hired together. So I have several rodeos where me and Hambo get to work together. I have a lot that we're not together, and when you get to a rodeo and you're, you, you're not really buddies with the announcer or the sound man or the bullfighters, it's not very fun if you don't have your crew. It sucks, actually, and so I can actually kind of relate to that because when I get to a rodeo and I don't have ham- I, and I got to give Hamo props because a lot of my funny stuff that I see in the arena, I wear an earpiece in my ear and he can talk to me in the arena.
0: It's funny, he's <laughs> had 10 chances at the awards banquet to say that, and he never does. And, well, I need to.
2: I've never heard any, hey, thanks to my sister at the awards banquet either. He
0: doesn't even say rump chat. It
1: doesn't even. You know. I want to say thanks to uh, my best friend and my sister today. Round of applause <laughs> for these two, everybody. <laughs> but but you know, honestly, like it without Hamboat in my ear, it's not the same, and it's not as fun, and it throws me off my game a little bit. Uh, even though sometimes he says inappropriate things in my ear, and the worst part is sometimes he'll tell me something and I'll repeat it, you know, like, like we'll be somewhere and he'd be like, "Oh yeah, that that's something like the Denver Broncos would do." I'm like, "That's something the Denver Broncos would do," and everybody cheers, and, and then he'll say something that I shouldn't say over the mic. I'm like, "Yeah, that, uh, ooh, <laughs> like reading off the teleprompter, like Joe Biden, where you don't really know what you're doing, but, uh, you know, that's sometimes I." Do that at rodeos, but uh, you know the 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 rodeo stock has been phenomenal, and I I can't believe how many buck offs we've had in the bronc ride. I mean, if you had told me that Wade Sonella was gonna buck off Sioux City Sioux, I would have called you a liar.
2: Well, and tonight's pin is, it, it's it tonight's pin is the eliminators, and I think there will be some
0: people
1: eliminated.
2: <laughs> there will be a is lot on. of buck offs against. Is it tonight. safe
0: to say Killer B will be out tonight?
2: I is that, I could is, look is at the draw. I don't know. Is she
0: in the eliminator pen?
2: I'm sure. Yeah. Um But Indian Burn's out tonight, so that's how I know.
1: Is that the Is that the only one you horse. have out tonight? What's that? You have one horse out tonight only.
2: Well, we have Girl Crush is out in the bareback riding with Taylor Broussard, and Indian Burn is in the bronc riding with Brody Chris.
0: Indian Burn should be horse of the year. In the running. Uh, we safe to say in the running. I'll, I agree. I'll,
2: I'll, I'll be honest. That horse I'm is awesome. Transparently honest. I would say we were really disappointed that he wasn't because when we were in the Northwest, which the Northwest run when we start out Caldwell and Ellensburg and Pendleton Puyallup, um, we were all out there and, and everybody was talking about um, Wild Cherry and Indian Burn and we thought really we didn't expect him to win. But we thought, yeah, he'll be in the running. And when he wasn't, um, we were really, 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 really proud and and thankful and glad for our friends, the corcos with um, onion ring. But we looked at those and all of those three horses that were in the top three for the saddle bronco of the year are are, they're really rideable horses. So they're they're rank horses, but they're rideable horses. And then we got to thinking, do they how often do they pick a really rank, rank horse? The, horse of the So
0: year. yeah, I explained that. Uh, had a good on uh, a comment here. Um, the difference between the rank pen and the eliminator pen, like the pens, because there's whether. Well, what are first off? What are the pens?
2: I'm not really sure. There's
0: eliminator uh, TV. I, they always called it TV well, pen. Well, I don't In know why there's a rank t- <laughs> pen. Why do they call it the TV pin? I think because back in the day, there was only, what, three rounds that were on TV or something like that?
2: Well, I think in the, in the old days, the old, like the old old days, only yes. the 10th perf was on TV. So they called that the TV. And gotcha. so whatever, the horse, just for everybody that doesn't know, all the animals that come here, are get, they go through twice. So all of the horses and bulls will get bucked twice. Some of them come through in the re-ride pin the first time, and they, they will only get bucked. If,
1: the if they give a re-ride on a horse, though, that horse doesn't go back into the draw. Is that correct? Correct. Okay. And I they thought.
2: have to take – every night the top three marked horses or bulls of that perf have to come back. So if you give a re-ride on one or they stall, they cannot come back. But What, then if, if, it's,
1: p- what if it's like last night uh, Pete Carr, one of the, his really good horses, the flank broke, and they, uh, Dawson had the horse. That horse is phenomenal.
2: That wasn't Pete's, that was Benny's.
1: No. No, it was. It was Pete's horse is the one that the flank come off of.
2: Okay. So that <laughs> Oh, horse, the white horse?
1: I, I can't remember a lot from last night, but people are telling me about it. And why is that because I had a fun time It's Vegas. and it's Vegas. But honestly, like if, if you have an outstanding horse, if Indian burn comes out tonight and the flank comes up, breaks or something happens, that's not the horse's fault. So shouldn't that horse still get to come back into the draw?
2: Yes, and he can because that's an equi- equipment failure if they are inferior which just means they just weren't as good or up to par then that's when they don't come back so those are two different re ride categories
1: and I, I will tell you this about the horse deal i uh it just absolutely blows my mind and if anybody when when people think that rodeo people don't take care of their animals i would like to see an animal rights activist go to the ranch and watch these guys take care of their horses. Those horses every night are slick, and they look great. And, like, the Calgary horses, their hair is cleaner than any chick I've seen in Las Vegas. I mean, absolutely beautiful animals. And growing up in the stock contracting businesses we How have. How does that
0: make you feel, ladies?
1: <laughs> yeah. There's no lady here that's got better hair than than. Yippee-kabits, <laughs> all right. <Yeah. laughs> but, I mean, just it, it, it does make me mad, and I, and I think that's uh, the, the care of the animals is also why stock contractors get so mad at each other because they put so much time and money and effort into trying to get these horses, these great bucking horses to the NFR. And so when something bad, you know, when you get a ride, it does hurt your feelings because you've busted your ass and
2: your your bank account
1: (laughs) all your money to feed this dude high dollar feed so he feels good so he looks good so he gets to the nfr and and runs off
2: well and and it's a it's a long process i think that i think you know we talk a lot to folks all over the country and and the rodeos that we go to about the process that it takes to get them to this point so most of these horses that are coming here are going to be in the you know seven years or older so We don't we don't start bucking our horses at the rodeos until they're about five years old. So we um, our mares have them in February and March every year. And, you know, we keep them around the house till they're one and two. And we bring them in and we nurture them and and we dummy buck them once or twice a year. And we go through. It's a long, long process to get these horses to even get to a rodeo to where they can get to a good rodeo to where they can get to this rodeo.
1: Would you say it's seven years from the time the colt is born? to the time that he goes to a rodeo.
2: I would say on average that's a good that's a that's a good guess. Yeah, a lo- it's it's a it's such a long process. And yeah. and and the horses are fragile in the sense that they're so smart and they're so um, understanding of what we're asking of them and you want to push them but you don't want to break them, you know. And yeah. and so that's a really that's a fine balance that we all have, you know, in knowing what which horses can take what and how much. Indian Burn did come here as a 4-year-old. Um, which was unheard of and, and I was really surprised my husband let it happen um, it didn't hurt him by any means but you know typically that that doesn't happen but um, his first first trip here was as a four-year-old but um, he's now seven um, but yeah it's it's a it's such a long process and we wish everybody could see it from the side of it that we get to see it from from the backside and and knowing how much love goes into these horses and and it's just it is your blood sweat tears
1: well and that's one thing that I get to see through through you, you know, when my sister's out there taking care of those bucking horses and before church on a Sunday, you know, and got all the kids out there feeding and, and taking care of these animals and, and yeah. But you know, I've actually been to a, a pasture, and I say pasture, where you run your guys' bucking horses outside of a, uh, starts with a T, where where you sent me to pick those horses up in the middle oh, of to nowhere. to hatch To <laughs> They're like, oh, it's just a little pasture. Nah, it wasn't a little pasture. It was about 22,000 acres. That was the pasture. And that's where those horses, you know, were running. And so, uh, you know, when these horses are not at rodeos, man, you look at the, the, the ranches, the Butler Ranch, the Survey Ranch, uh, Frontiers Ranch in Freedom, Oklahoma. And you guys uh, lease a lot of pasture because Northern Oklahoma or Northern California, the average ranch size is 22 acres, I guess. Uh, <laughs> Due to it's expensive, uh, you know, yeah, in, in California, but um, that D- don't get us started
2: on regulations in California. <laughs> yeah.
1: But you know, when, when you guys do you guys ever feel and this is this is kind of a crazy question, but I want to ask it because you're my sister and I can. It's from chat. Do you guys ever feel like maybe sometimes you get left out of the the stock contractor of the year uh, talk just because you West Coast rodeo so much? I mean, if you think about Bridwell Rodeo, Salinas, St. Paul. You know, the the big rodeos that you guys have, uh, those are huge events. But you guys, and you guys have great horses. You subcontract. Pialop. You bring in, oh, yeah, Pialop, Washington, which is definitely one of my favorite rodeos Canow- of all time. Kennewick,
2: Hermiston. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I, I mean, we. Can, well, I mean, you, you can go on and on, and, and I appreciate the question. And I'm not trying to set you up here, <laughs> no, but no. I mean
1: that. Like, no. you guys have outstanding rodeos. You guys got probably better rodeos than a lot of people, but you kind of get left out of the mix. Is that because you stay on the west coast instead of st- subcontract at different places?
2: I don't. At the end of the, I don't know. I I don't know that you. I think if you ask a whole bunch of people, they'd probably have a whole bunch of different answers. I think for Tim and I, um, because my husband is amazing, and he he's not much of a talker well, as he's, i am he's a
1: nice guy but, but he's also kind of a big asshole too okay no, he's
2: not he's a nice he's <laughs> he's, awesome. he's kind of an
1: asshole i love him i loved Tim. It, and he loves
2: an him so that says something for him <laughs> so and no me. honestly um we aren't we aren't concerned we've, we've said this all along you cannot let one rodeo define who you are Correct. and we won't let one award define who we are or the job that we do or Amen. the product that we provide so Would you you know in a perfect world, would you like to be stock contractor of the year? Absolutely, but um, we aren't frontier rodeo, we you know aren't the same, we aren't the same, um, you know, we aren't we don't do rodeos in the same part of America, we're all really good friends, but we aren't as concerned with that award as we are of just going to the rodeos that we do have and producing a good product and producing buck and horses that are what people want to get on. And one of the things that my husband prides himself in is just really visiting with the Cowboys, and he's got really good friendships with a lot of the Cowboys and knowing, hey, what do you guys like to get on? What do you, you know, what kind of horse do you want to get on? He likes a bareback horse that'll stack up and stay up underneath them and that those guys can really show their spur rides on. And, and he'll tell you, he's not against a 38 point horse or a 40 point horse, because if you can put together, you know, a 45 point spur ride, you're in the money. And, and so he looks at it maybe a little different than some, you know, because he wants to raise horses um, and have bowls that those guys want to come get on, that they like getting on, that they can win on. And if an award comes along with all that someday, we'll be very grateful. But until then, you know, we're going to keep doing what we do.
0: Well, <coughs> obviously he's got, you guys have great relationship with the Cowboys because they get up. So the Bridwells, they cook every day for their crew. And it's a, such a cool thing. <coughs> because we like we, to eat. <coughs> excuse me. Um, <laughs> Piaulup. I stay in a hotel because usually normally I'm in a trailer, but stay at a hotel. So I love to come over to the camp because there's always red wine, uh, and good food, and, and there's a uh, bonfire and Bruce Sonstrom, yep. Bruce, give me a Coors Light bone, and he uh there, with all the stock contractors come over because there's quite a few stock contractors that go to three or four that go to Piala. Calgary, yeah. um, Calgary, um,
2: Big Stone, Cor- Corco, Corian Lane,
0: Corian Lane. So anyway, and then all these bronc riders—there was like 20 bronc riders, bareback riders—that come over and just hung out. That you don't get that a lot at a lot of rodeos with the contractors. You know, it's usually work, 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 and then you know, yeah, back no, to the room. Nobody hangs
1: out with Benny Butler after the rodeo. <laughs>
2: <laughs> well, Uncle Benny, but no, and maybe that goes back to what your question about—you know—the stock contractor of the year. We rodeo different on the West Coast at the big rodeos where we go, and we've been blessed to be afforded with those rodeos, but those rodeos are all multi-contractor rodeos. So we have our own rodeos. Um, we have some smaller rodeos, Livermore, Stony Ford, California. Stony Ford, if you've never been to Stony Ford, California, make it a point to come. It's the, the Woodstock. best. Woodstock. It is the Woodstock of rodeo on the West Coast. Um, but yeah, we, we don't rodeo alone. And, and maybe so that maybe that takes away from some of what people think that we're able to provide. But at the end of the day, we rodeo with Calgary, Um, most of the year we rodeo with Corey and Lang most of the year Um, and for us it's a personal achievement that we can buck our horses against Calgary's herd all year long and our horses are holding up and they're 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 doing their thing and to be able to be around that kind of excellence in the rodeo business day-in and day-out like the Calgary Stampede and and the Corcos and and Corey and Lang that's that's what keeps us going and so yeah, the awards are cool, but the yeah. bonfires and the people that we meet, that's why we do this. That's like, who, yeah. who really rodeos for the money? I mean, yeah, there's not that of, much of that.
1: Especially rodeo in California has not been real profitable in the last, you know, because of the, I guess that, uh, what was it, the uh, COVID deal? <laughs> you got to broke out for a while but uh most of the west coast rodeos they're kind of back up and rolling now though i mean you guys had red bluff you guys have your circuit finals on new year's eve is that right i mean
2: we do and and, uh, the biggest gauge of where rodeo is is at in california because everybody hears horror stories about california and a lot of them are true none of them really happen where we live up in the north but um we did get to go in October we went and did a rodeo in Industry Hills, California, which is about a mile from Compton.
1: I've been there. What what?
2: Uh-huh. 3530. And um it is it is in LA County, which is one of the most restricted counties still in America. And um we had a full house. You know, they asked him to wear a mask. Nobody did. I think everybody brought him in case they ran out of toilet paper in the porta-potties, but um you know, for the most part, it was as normal of a rodeo. We had 5,000 people in the stands for two days, and, and it, was, it was fabulous. And so...
1: You know, and, and that's the thing I, I, I think a lot of people don't understand in, in Kansas and Oklahoma. Uh, you know, a lot of people, I've figured this out over the years. Uh, and me and Hambone both rodeo a lot in California. Um, but people don't understand how big West Coast rodeos are. And how how awesome they are, because I I know me and you growing up in Abbeville, Kansas, Haley and I grew up in a town of one hundred and two people.
2: That was counting cats and dogs.
1: That's everybody. We we had to this is going to sound so cliche, but it's the truth. We had to ride an hour every day one way on a school bus with John Welker, who was a dick. (laughs) And he was the bus driver.
2: I'll second that. And
1: (laughs) just he smoked John Welker.
2: He didn't smoke. No, he wasn't
1: a dick. He's a nice guy. I I was I was pretty bad to him. (laughs) And I've apologized later in life. But you know, we we had to ride an hour each way on the school bus and everybody's like, oh my God, California. Like there's even ranchers in Kansas right now, they're like, Can you believe your sister lives in California? I'm like, Northern California is not so bad, but like you go out to the to the to those rodeos, to Red Bluff, California. Amazing. There's a little rodeo in Auburn, California, that is just, it's on the racetrack that would just blow your mind. Uh, Santa Maria. Tina, the, the whole group down the Santa Maria Elks Rodeo, a five-perf rodeo. Rancho
0: uh, Mission Viejo.
1: Oh, San Juan, the richest.
0: R- on a polo field. Yeah. Like, they, they bring the dirt in, stands on one side, a big tent down the other side. And the way Reno sets it up, he's got two sets of chutes, bucking chutes, and two sets of roping chutes, one on each end. And then the tables down one end. It's like, ten thousand dollars a table for the front row, and then seventy-five hundred for the second level, and then five thousand. And there's I don't know how many tables in there, but it's just it's just different in California.
2: Well, it, and then we rodeo different there, and that's one thing that Correct. I had to learn when I, because growing up in the Midwest, our rodeos in the Midwest are like two hours and 15 minutes. And, and if, it's if it's over two it, hours, it, they you know, get know, bad. Yeah, yeah. if it's over two hours and 30, you're fired because you have not been entertaining. And and so when I went to California and to the West Coast, um, if you were under four hours, you were fired. And it's such a different, you know, it, it's just such a different Pendleton Roundup. The f- first year I worked there, 18 years ago, and it was about five and a half hours long. And I'm like, oh my gosh, we're all going like, we're, this is rodeo hell. We're, we're all done here. This is terrible. And then they were like, good job and great. You know, and it's like, what are you doing? But they have massive beer cells. They have massive crowds. They have, it's just a good time. And there's so much history and heritage at those old California rodeos that, you know, the Reddings I, and Clovis, California. I mean, if you guys, if you don't, if you're not from California, you've never gone to rodeos out there, make it a point to, you to pick go. some and go. I remember
0: uh, uh, when you were secretary in San Angelo. And Tim came, and we were rehearsing, and he's sitting in the stands, and it's pretty intense there. Our our production there is is second to none, and Boyd was it leading. Is it is intense, very intense.
1: Boyd, Boyd was, was leading, at. It,
0: and <laughs> <laughs> Boyd's an intense individual, but he does it because he cares. I love yeah. him, and, and, and it's a good and, and it's a good thing yeah. because he makes things better. But he's intense, so and Tim's sitting there like. Wow, we do not do this out west. Like well, first off, it's indoors, so I mean that's different. but we run the that rodeo off. We average about an hour and fifty minutes.
2: yeah, and well, and the production on the West Coast, you know, Reno roster does an amazing job with production and and but it's just it's not as necessary or as prevalent, I guess on the West Coast because it is such a historical and you know kind of deal, and everybody. Well, you just start the rodeo, and you rodeo, and you drink beer, and you and see your friends you haven't seen, well, and, that's and why yeah.
1: People don't, okay, so here's here's an example. Red Bluff, California, the Saturday afternoon perf. Man, the rodeo starts at 1, and people are, it's packed in there by 11 o'clock in the morning. And everybody's there to have fun and party. If, if you run a two-hour rodeo, everybody leaves. There's Nobody wants to leave. Everybody wants to hang out. So I, I think you can, you can't pull off a three-hour perf in, Rosenberg, Texas, and have it be good.
0: Oh, but, that would be you, awful. You I can have, Rosenberg.
1: yeah, you, well, you actually can have a three hour perf in Rosenberg, <laughs> Texas. But in California, and uh, I've always said this, and I heard this uh, uh, from Casey Fields there's nothing better than Rodeo with sunglasses on. So on those afternoon perfs when everything's rocking and you got three sections of Bronx and, and you got Bobby Kerr, Tomas, the motorcycle jumpers, the Roselia Rockets, the Rio Grande, Cowboy, Cowboy, Cowboy Girls, girls Flying chuck Cowboys, chuck wagon races, chuck wagon races. It is entertaining. Like, and I think, uh, you know, because I got fired from Red Bluff, and <laughs> but why? I think it's because I was caught watching. There was so much going on, I forgot to clown the rodeo because I can. They do the wild horse race at Red Bluff, and I've seen a lot of
0: things.
2: Hey, I got I fired from Red Bluff too. Oh, good. It's Partners, <laughs> but it's because I was married to a stock contractor.
0: Yeah, that'll <laughs> happen. But uh, speaking yeah. of Red Bluff, real quick, uh, can you? Uh, I, we've done a, other. Uh, it's been a few episodes back, but can you do Talman's prayer from Red Bluff, please? Yes,
2: please. No, I don't do it. You do it. the no, red, I'm the white. Yeah, you. yeah.
0: Okay, Bob Talman. He was. Do you guys know Bob Tallman? He's an announcer. I'm <laughs> kidding. Bob was at my show. You don't know Bob Talman? You're.
1: If you don't know Bob Talman, leave the building. So this was Tomlin's prayer. It was uh, at Red Bluff. It was on First Responders Day. So in the arena is an ambulance, a fire truck and a police car. And there is 50 first responders in the middle of the arena. And we were paying tribute to them and Tomlin, "Oh, as we look down in the arena, let's go to the Lord in prayer." Jesus You're good to us, aren't you? Well, we've all been there. It's a Friday. You're leaving work, you hate your job, don't you? <laughs> your boss don't take care of you. You don't like him. Your wife calls, guess what? Guess what? She needs a gallon of milk. Well, you can't afford it. Little Susie needs a new pair of shoes. Little James wants to play summer football. You're driving home from work mad at your life. When all of a sudden, you look in your rear view, what do you see? Red, blue, lights. (laughs) Guess what? You're getting pulled over. You can't afford the ticket, can you? Guess what? You're in a school zone. Here comes the officer to your window, same old routine, license, and registration. You sit there in silence knowing you can't afford the ticket, but guess what? The policeman comes back to your window, and today it's a warning. It's a warning. And you know why? Because he's a daddy too. Amen.
2: <laughs> and everybody stopped? <laughs> And we all looked at each other. I
1: said, that's not a prayer. I said, you can't just say whatever you want and say amen and make it a prayer. But people in Red Bluff, California were like.
2: It was like a slow,
1: you know, like the one <laughs> oh lady stands God. up and
2: starts clapping. Bob and Toman's everybody's right. all like Yeah, okay, we're going to, it's like peer pressure. Okay, yeah. People were like, that was the most beautiful prayer I've ever heard in my whole life at a rodeo. And it got a standing ovation. It did. On first responders day because everybody was so confused. That was all they and had And I was left. standing
1: by Haley Go, he can't do that. She said, he can. He's Bob Tallman. He can he, say what he wants.
2: Yeah, he and he did.
1: And actually, Tallman, uh, he's going to come on here later in the week because he's staying over there at, at the Boyd Gaming property. And and uh, Bob had a – and I want to say this right now. Bob kind of scolded me yesterday. <laughs> and I had it coming, and I appreciate Tallman so very much. But when you're – and Hambo knows this more than anything because he's – He's lived with Bob Tallman. He, he's been around him more than I, I have by far. But when we're walking through the casino with Bob Tallman, he has to stop every three feet. Because the randomest people will walk up and say, Bob Tallman, I met you back in 1984 in Dallas, Texas. And my mom always thought that you looked nice. And he will say, oh, your mom was an absolute angel and so are you. How are you, hun?" And he will stop and he will talk to everybody. And not that I'm Bob Tallman, but I got, when I walk through the casino, there's people like, hey, Rump. And I'm like, I just blow him off. I'm like, hey, how's it going? I just keep walking. And Bob said, Justin, I'm going to tell you something. Do you know why I stop and talk to people? He said, because time, time is the only thing we can't get back. It's the only thing we can't buy. And he said, every time you walk by somebody that wants to talk to you, that might be the last time you ever see them. So he says, I want you to stop and talk to people. He said, yeah, it would be way easier to walk through that casino in a hurry. But he said, when those people want to say hi to Bob Tallman, I'm going to take the time to let them know that I care. And I was like, "I'm a terrible person." <laughs> okay, so, yeah. and, but it made sense in uh, to to
0: Hadley th- was the same way. Hadley could, he would. Always, he may not remember him, but he made those people feel like they were, you know, the num- their number one fan. Well,
2: and I think that I think if I mean we can all that's kind of the some of the things we've talked about today that kind of summarizes the rodeo business in general because, mm-hmm. you know, we all live a very fortunate lifestyle to be able to do when we have. You know what we want to do, and we have lots of freedoms. But at the end of the day, it goes back to the friendships that you make, and and the influences on people that we have, and and um, the influences that people have on us. And and you know, I I agree with him. I think my grandpa said that. You know, Harry Vold said that. You know, you watched Bob Barnes live that. You know, Jim Corco is the same way. Um, yeah, we you know Cotton Roster still loves to sit down and tell stories. and oh, man. If you're if you're Blessed and fortunate and able to ever sit down with any of those guys and just listen, you know, take the time to stop and listen, because they um, they paved the way for all of us, and I wouldn't I wouldn't trade those guys for the world. Yeah,
1: and the, and that's where I think it that's one thing I've definitely got to work on because I get caught up in the Vegas, you know, yeah, you got to go here, you got to go here, go here, you know, it's so fast and uh, it's sometimes you just got to stop and, and really really kind of enjoy what we have here uh, I, yeah. with the Wrangler National Finals and and be thankful because it's so easy. Like, it, it's funny when we did we we were all didn't have any rodeos when COVID hit and everything shut down and we were all like, oh, my God, this is terrible if we could just rodeo. And then when we finally got back to rodeo, and we're like, Back in the same kind of shitty moods. Yeah. There oh, for a while. Not in
2: another
0: production meeting. <laughs> yeah. You
2: know people. So speaking <coughs> of people that you run into in Vegas, that so you know the beer guy that always comes down our aisle in 104. Yeah. And he's been here forever, and he gets. Beer. The, yeah. Beer here. That's beer. Say it
1: like he does it.
0: Beer. That's all he does. Yeah.
2: And so last night I was looking for him the first perf, and I didn't see him. I, I was not looking for a beer. I was actually looking for him. <laughs> sure, Haley. And. Anyway, I didn't see him. Well, last night I ran into him, and he stopped and put his deal down, and he gave me a big hug, and I said, man, I'm glad to see you're still here. And this lady behind me goes, you know him? And I'm like, <laughs> yeah, I do. Haley I, I do know what his 40, name is, but
1: Haley has spent $48,000 on beer since she started coming to the regular national finals.
2: You can't prove that.
1: Uh, well, well, I can not prove that yeah. you and Ashley got hammered drunk one year at the finals.
2: Can we prove that?
1: Yeah, we only had to spend $9,000 that night. <laughs>
2: And they were gonna bet us. The bet was we got out at the truck stop, and they told us not to, and they called us bad names, and we were going to race them from the truck stop, the TA, back to the South Point. But Ashley and I were gonna hitchhike, and they were gonna drive the truck. And the bet was we could get there faster than they could.
1: That was quite the night. And then they, and,
2: <laughs> then, they, and then they, and then they knew that we were gonna win, so they didn't let us. They made us get back in the truck because we already had. My grandpa taught us. You got one thumb to get there, and you got two thumbs to get there faster.
1: Well.
2: Hitchhiking it is.
1: Run for Christmas. Hey.
0: <laughs> well, we, uh, we got to thank Haley so much for taking the time to come down, tell Tim he's uh, on our shit list because he didn't make his way down.
2: He's here. He's in the hall, probably embarrassed.
0: What Seriously? He's afraid we were going to put him on stage? Well, he's what right. We would have.
2: I embarrass him often because I sign him up for things that he isn't 100% comfortable with. Like, I promised a committee man that we would put a buck and bull in the parking lot at the Coastal Farm and Supply store. And he doesn't think that's a great idea. I think it's an awesome idea. I think all kinds of people would do
0: it. That's what (laughs) I
2: said. uh, So he's, you know, he's frustrated sometimes. So
0: are you more connected to your horses now than you were Back in the run for rodeo days, because I, I feel you spend more time with them back then, because you would rodeo with them and then put uh, Girl Scouts on them at the camp and go horseback riding.
2: That is true, <laughs> and they bucked us off a lot. And um, yeah, I don't know. I, I- I'm I'm pretty centi- I'm pretty tied to these, this <laughs> set. We don't get to ride them, but. Tim does get equally as frustrated with me because I we give them like us girls give them cookies and stuff and we make them you know so a lot of them we can go out there and scratch and pet and rub all over and pick their feet up and stuff and then we bring them Indian Burns one of them and um, then they come and they buck like they do and and Tim's like stop stop trying to make them nice they need to you know and I'm like no I want them to be nice I
1: I want to tell one story before we finish this is the last story I promise <laughs> when we were uh, younger. And I think Haley was probably 20 years old. We had these, they were they were steers. They were bulldog steers, but they weighed about 1,600 pounds. Uh, <laughs> they were bulldogging steers that Benny Butler forgot at my dad's house uh, when he was <laughs> up for the Pretty Prairie Rodeo. And they got out. And we didn't see him for like probably a year. And so we catch the, and they're, they're the size of bulls.
2: They're, they were big.
1: They were big. So, uh, you know, joking around at the Rumford Ranch, we Tore up a lot of stuff and got into trouble constantly and got arrested about once every other month. And um, so,
2: not us, him,
1: me. Yeah, Haley never. She always talked her way out. I would just go to jail and figure it (laughs) out later. But
2: I traded (coughs) rodeo tickets for jail time, and it worked every time.
1: And they left me in there. Not a big deal, but anyhow. So we decide we're gonna buck these steers. We're we're gonna have a steer riding, but it wasn't a steer riding. These dudes were bigger than Bruiser. Okay. And uh, we bucked them the first time, and Haley wasn't there, and we flanked them, and these these steers that weighed about 1,400 jumped out and turned back, and they were mean. They were mean because they haven't seen people for so long, so I was like, man, it'd be so cool if I could talk Haley into getting on a steer and have the steer throw her off and hook the shit out of her and run her over. And really hurt her pretty good. He's th- a
2: super loving brother, and I, we have gotten past I, most of it. Well, but as my sister, therapy, no as therapy. my sister,
1: I thought that would be hilarious. So like, we're at the ranch one evening, and those bulls are standing in a pen. I go, Haley, let's have a let's have a steer ride. I'll bet you twenty dollars I'll outride you. And she's like, okay. So like, she gets a glove and a bull rope, and like, she's like stretching out and like really getting serious about it, and she gets on this steer. And this dude jumps out and turns back. And she's got on bull riding spurs and everything. I don't even know where they came from.
2: It's just that random pile of leftover stuff that you find after every rodeo, you know, and it just builds up in everybody's trailer. Yeah. And we had bareback rings and all kinds of And equipment. Dad
1: said, before he left that day, he said, please do not mess with those steers. <laughs> and I'm like, I won't. And which
2: was, Which was usually Dad's was famous permission. last words, yeah.
1: So that dude goes to turn him back faster, like, Honestly, he was ranker than any bull out the first performance here. And he <laughs> Which <laughs> he, wasn't hard. He threw Haley into the pipe fence and her per, her spur hung <laughs> in the top of it and hung her upside down. It was down. just hanging
2: there, just and I I could see them, but they were upside down and I wanted to kill him.
1: It slammed her into the fence and kicked her when it was spinning. I mean hard right in the stomach. And I've never hardly seen my sister cry ever. And she started crying, I'm like Oh my God.
2: They were tears of anger, not.
1: I was like, thank God my dad's not here. And then I look up the driveway, and here comes a white Dutch pickup pulling in as Haley is stuck upside down after getting ran over.
2: And he was so mad at us. I mean, he was so mad at us most every day. Well, he but told me,
1: he goes, why'd you do that to your sister? I said, I'm not the one that nodded my head. She did. Which so, in a way, it's your fault, but.
2: But we messed with the steers, and we weren't supposed to, and it was just another day in the life of the Rumford family. Yeah,
1: so that's – in conclusion, if you want to see Haley get on a bull at the NFR, maybe we could make that happen. Maybe not. I don't know.
2: I just rode a bull, a mechanical bull, at the um, Harvest Festival at Hawes Ranch in Redding, California. And, um, yeah, I, I still don't have it.
0: Did you look like Sissy?
1: <laughs> Did Tim say, Haley, get off that bull? <laughs>
2: No, actually, Tim Bridwell rode one first, and that's why I ended up getting on one, because he I, is an old bull rider. He, he's a
0: he Wes Hightower. He is. Nope. Well, we, uh, we thank you, Miss Haley. It's a pleasure. Thank you, guys. Congratulations on just being awesome, and I'm glad I got to see you.
2: Well, thank you. I and had a lot of
0: fun at Pialop this year, just sitting around the campfire with Bruce. We look,
2: yeah, that, that's, that's the times we look forward to.
0: It's awesome. Well, thanks, everybody, for coming, all 5,000 of you here live and everybody at home. Uh, we love you all. 1 o'clock tomorrow, Rum Chat. Who do we have tomorrow? Sunday Funday, Chancey Williams. Chancey Williams. Williams. Chancey will be here tomorrow. All right, see you all.